I think um, everyone should look at life as opportunities with problems. Um, I can honestly say that um, my best moments in life were always times when I was challenged or couldn't understand why things were happening the way they were happening. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the AgView Pitch and a special series of Dad's Wisdom again. And we are getting closer to Christmas and heading into that holiday season. And we have a special guest with us today for Dad's Wisdom, Mark Schaefer, who is a producer in Ohio. Mark, go ahead and introduce yourself. We're excited to have you on here for Dad's Wisdom. Well, thank you, Chris, and uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, like Chris says, my name is Mark Schaefer. I'm from uh, northern Ohio. If you was to uh, draw from Cleveland to Toledo and, and look right in the middle, uh, there's a little town there called Norwalk, about 15 miles south of Lake Erie. And that's where we farm and uh, have a uh, excavating company. Um, awesome. So that's where we're at. Awesome. Well, appreciate that. And uh, I'd like to have you give us just a little bit of history of of your uh, family, kind of how, you know, talk a little bit about your dad and your family a little bit as it relates to dad's wisdom. And then I've obviously got a bunch of questions for you here, but uh, have you give us just a little bit of history. Well, Chris, you talk about dad's wisdom, and uh, I don't, I, I think that's so appropriate in my situation because it's just about a year ago that I lost my dad. In fact, it was December 8th, and he was, uh, he was my wisdom director and my mentor for everything in my life from, from the time I started excavating until uh and and he was actually one that coaxed me actually into agriculture also so uh yeah my 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 father was a uh, big inspiration and, and wisdom director so to speak he never was really forceful just kind of planted the seeds and then the you know the holy spirit just took over and uh things went off from there that's awesome that talk a little bit about your upbringing um kind of in, in that Norwalk area as you were growing up, talk a little bit about your family life and, and uh, what that looked like. Well, my dad grew up on a farm too, but he, uh, you know, like most uh, family farms, uh, not everyone could work on the farm. So he went off and at a very young age, he, in fact, he never even graduated from high school and, and uh, he quit school around the 10th grade. Went to work for a large road building contractor here in Ohio, and uh, <clears throat> and then in the uh, early '60s he bought a farm of his own, and uh, thought it was a it would be a great place to have his sons. I come from a family of twelve. I'm the oldest, and uh, I think he bought it with the intention that uh, it would give us boys a place to maybe uh, learn some work ethics and uh, and learn a lot about life, which it did. And uh, he went on and went into business himself in 1967. And naturally, I was in uh, my teens then and helped him uh, alongside with his uh, 
small backhoe business, which was a very uh, localized contractor, just to dig holes for contractors. Uh, that was a whole different era back in, in the 60s. And uh, when I graduated from high school, uh, I was very disappointed that he would not hire me as a employee to his to his business. And he he simply told me that, son, uh, I can't start something I can't finish. And I was very hurt by that. But in the big picture, the greater scheme of things, it was probably the best decision he ever made. And I'm sure it was very difficult at the time. So I, I give him a lot of respect for for uh, for doing that. So uh, I I went on to uh, get into the excavating business just by him suggesting it to me uh, that I should go and do something on my own, not not follow him in his footsteps, but going the direction of my own. And uh, therefore, we built a wonderful relationship. Uh, uh, we were more comparing notes than than he was telling me what to do, and uh, uh, created a, a great relationship. At that same time, I uh, I also um, uh, met the love of my life, and uh, she has been a big part of of, of my life, um, giving me the moral uh, support that I've needed over the years. So. Um, so in 1977, I started my first business, which was excavating, and uh, grew that through the 80s and 90s, and uh, got up to around 75 people, and did mostly utility work for cities and counties and state and ODOTs. Um, but my son, my I have, I have three children also. Um, I have my oldest is uh, Jason, who is my son, and uh, and two girls, uh, Amy is in the middle, and and Julie is the youngest. And uh, I saw where Jason showed an interest, and you know he naturally he was at my shirt sleeves all my all my life going through the business, and uh, he um, got very interested in it. And I remembered back to what my dad did to me. I thought it was a great way that. My dad and I had a relationship, so I thought I would follow suit on that and uh, give him the opportunity to take over the excavating. And uh, so that's uh, that's where it's at today. Uh, uh, he runs, operates, does all the operations on the excavating side. And, and then in 1995, I... I started to get into agriculture, and, and again, that seed was planted by my father because he was getting ready to retire, and uh, he was uh, looking for something to do, and he mentioned the fact that, boy, it sure be nice to do a little farming, and, and that, like I said, I think that was the seed that was planted, and uh, of course, I couldn't leave a small operation go, and we grew our farming operation uh that we we farm about nine thousand acres on fifty four hundred area comparable acres. So um, that's kind of the story of how we I got to be where I'm at today. Well, it's interesting. You know, you mentioned growing up with twelve uh, siblings. I imagine that was interesting. Oh, there was never a dull moment around <laughs> the farm. I can tell you that. I, I can imagine any uh, 
anything interesting there between uh, between growing up with the twelve kids or with your with your uh, three kids? Uh, I I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, we're all born with gifts, um, and I think it's. I've always been a believer that it's our responsibility to to figure out what those gifts are and what we love to do and and uh, follow the dreams I think that uh, we're set out to uh, to accomplish. So I think it's different for everybody, and um, and I think that's what's unique about each and every individual in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all are going through different seasons of life, um, especially, you know, it, it's been a wake-up call this year, and we'll get to that here in a bit. But um, talk a little bit about some any any pivotal moments in your life or anything during your life that really helped shape you that, that you know, you talked about your your dad and, and being hurt that, you know, he, he wanted you to have some experiences before you, uh, you know, and kind of take some things on your own and probably backed you up. But, you know, talk a little bit about anything in life that, that you can look back on that really shaped you. Well, Chris, I, I think um, everyone should look at life as opportunities with problems. Um, I can honestly say that um, my best moments in life were always times when I was challenged or couldn't understand why things were happening the way they were happening. I think uh, we have to learn that those are opportunities to meet new people, different situations, because that has 100% of our attention because things sometimes aren't seem, don't seem to be right. And I think we all need to learn to grasp those as opportunities and, and ways to improve us as we go through life. When you went through um, some of those things, was there, a, was there, you know, was some of them economic or more family related or what were anything specific you can think of? Well, I, I think, I think we have all the, all of the above. I mean, we have them economically, we have them with people we love that sometimes, uh, things challenge us in life that challenges us, our responsibility with the people around us. And we, and we hurt people that sometimes we don't realize that we hurt and, uh, and we need to move on to forgive those situations and, and work problems out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, that's the key to everyone being happy is, um, um, you know, showing your love for each and every person that you ever meet. Yeah. One, one thing that's interesting and, and I've had the pr- privilege of getting to, to know you through a peer group that you're involved with, with our, organization and I've worked a little bit with you and your family and your operation and with Julie who's involved on the farm but having said that one thing that I've always noticed whenever I've had the the pleasure of being at your operation to see um, the number of employees you have on the construction side of things as you said you have a quite a few employees there and then you also have uh, farming employees and you're working with family which is always interesting and uh, to say the least but you've always done a really good job of kind of keeping unity there my question 
to that though is is you know how's how has faith helped you through that because i know you're you know you're very focused on your faith and and that i think from a core value perspective drives a lot of your decision making talk a little bit about that and the importance of that I think uh, I'll relate to a, a little scripture that I read this morning and, uh, and put it in perspective. Um, what I read this morning is we, we never realize how close um, God is to us every, on a daily basis. If we only knew how close he was to us, it would, it would make us so much better of a person. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what that being said is going through our daily activities, the more that we can take our time with making decisions and thinking things out rather than being reactive, you know, how is this problem or how is this situation going to help someone else besides myself? You know, everything in life is about having people around us that, uh, that we feed off of each other and help each other. So um, there's so much joy in that as, as life goes on. Excellent, excellent comments. Um, so a couple of things that I want to follow up as that relates, you know, to the business decision-making, you know, you, um, you started out with a, a backhoe and a truck and not really sure what you were going to do. Um, what advice do you have for producers and young producers that are kind of just getting going or that have gotten going and have had some bumps along the way in the road, um, both from, from the financial side, but also from the faith side and from, you know, stepping back and, and rethinking what are my core values? What, you know, what's going to drive some decision-making here? Any advice for young producers with that respect? I think for all young people, I think we live in a unique time that I think as I look back through history and, and what has been ab- available for jobs in the past, a lot of people have been forced to do something maybe that they didn't really want to start out to do, but uh, just had to for financial reasons. That's completely different today. Uh, there's no reason if, if a person has a passion for any specific uh, line of work they would like to do, whether it be a teacher or a veterinarian or a, or a uh, you know, raise animals or, or, or raising crops, any one of those industries, if you have a heart to work, those are available today. There is no reason for any individual young person today to not be involved in what they love to do because it's out there. All you have to do is look for it. That's good advice because uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of people that go to work every day and, and maybe don't really like what they do, and, and we don't have to stay in that, do we? I mean, the, the interesting thing with you and, I, and I'll lead this into a question, but, you know, you started out um, with the construction side of things and you really didn't start farming until 1995 and you grew your business from, um, you know, a, a small operation with a, a couple of farms to, to 9,000 acres and, and, and have involved your family, 
having Jason run the, uh, you know, the construction business and, and Julie, your, uh, youngest, right? She's your youngest. I think you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Julie's our and, youngest. And she was a nurse and came back to the farm and she's very intricately involved in the farm. So talk a little bit about that, but blend that into advice with some of the producers that are listening that have, you know, kids that are maybe in high school or college. And as you said, is there room for everybody? There's sometimes there's not room for everybody, but um, maybe down the road there is because, you know, you, you weren't exactly fresh out of out of school and becoming a farmer, you, you started farming after you had developed another career. That's correct. I, in fact, I always tell everyone around uh, our business that had I had never started Mark Schaefer excavating, uh, there would have never been a Mark Schaefer farms and, and, and specifically to, to the magnitude that our family is working together because there's, there's no question that um, the excavating uh, business did me very, very well and was able to purchase some farm property so that I could go into that marketplace. Uh, so uh, with, without the first one, the second one would have never happened. And that's, that's a miracle of life and, and someone who, you know, was, I was born with a gift to uh, be an entrepreneur, to start a business, um, and 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 to work with people uh, to help me help them grow through experiences. I mean, every every team player and that work for Mark Schaefer Excavating, they they all learn that together. Sure, I created the opportunity for them to learn, but I my joy is to see young people come into our operation and and not know very much about what they do and grow into someone who is really, really sharp at what they do. I look at some of my mechanics, some of my operators, and I see where they've never had experience to do that, but now they are professionals at what they do. And it's so rewarding to watch that happen. And that's what creates economic growth is when you have team people that work around you that you can rely on so that you, you can go on and, and, and dream about, okay, what can I do now to, to take this to the next level? I'm not so busy trying to do to do things, everything that happens during the day. You're, you've got that team around you that allows you to dream, continue dreaming what you want to do. And, uh, and, and, and I, when I go back to when I started my agriculture adventure, actually the thought process that got it going was I was trying to find a way that I could spend 20 years maybe with my father on his tail end of his life. And wow, what an experience. I, I look back at it and look at that as a miracle because I had 25 fantastic retirement years of my dad working beside me getting my agricultural business started and and having him by my side through that whole process not as a person that owned it but as a person just to be there because he was my father Mm -hmm. and that's the wisdom of the whole thing isn't it uh 
you know, him, him being able to look into your operation and give you advice along the way, you may not have always taken it, but you know, is, is looking at, you know, what's some other perspective because sometimes when you're in the middle of the forest, it's hard to see it. It's the little things that people say to you in life that make all the difference in the world with the decisions you make on a daily basis. Exactly. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, the, the entrepreneurial spirit, you said it in a different format or different uh, way of saying it, but you know, when I have the pleasure of getting to work with, you know, really intelligent producers across the country and, and I see this and, this inherently in everybody that we get the opportunity to work with is that they're just entrepreneurial. They're looking for that next thing. They're looking for how do I improve? How do I, how do I, you know, get to that next level? And one of the the things I think that is a challenge and you can, I'm sure relate to this and maybe have some advice is it feels like for a lot of producers that maybe have one employee or maybe they're on their own, and maybe they have two or three employees, but it's like, how do they get through that next level? Because they need to be in the office and they feel like they also though need to be the operations manager. What is some advice you would give to get to that next level when you're at that stage? Because I think you probably know what I'm talking about and there almost needs to be some terminology for it. And it's that, it's that pause of business in with respect to, you know, how do you break through to the next level <laughs> and any advice with that? Well, when you say that, Chris, something does come to mind. When I first started the idea of, of farming, I, wrote, I sat down and I wrote on a piece of paper, okay, I wanted to be this size of an operation by this period of time. And then maybe that was a two-year period. Then, we're, then I wrote out what I wanted to be in, in five years. And then, and so on, I wrote it out because it was part of the plan of my passion so that I had goals to reach for. Did I go and look at that every day? Absolutely not. But what it did is it helped me solidify in my mind what I was passionate about. And I think it's so important with anything you do in life, whether you're building a deck off the back of your house or planning your next move in your business, is to physically take the time, not rush into it, but take some time and physically write it out in a, like a business plan or a format so that, so that you can understand what your passion is trying to tell you. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, that makes me think of uh, wisdom I've heard from some other um, dads in the past and, and my dad as well is a you know, a plan not written is just a wish, you know, so if you don't, if you don't write it down and create that target and have that strategic plan, you just kind of wish something can happen. And, and, uh, you know, sometimes people look at others, other operations that have been successful and they feel like, well, maybe they were lucky. And my dad and I always used to have that conversation about luck and, you know, luck is where preparation meets opportunity and, and, you know, you have to prepare, like you said, I think that's awesome advice. Um, what, one toward, we're getting towards the end here, but I have one other question for you, you know, just in watching you, I know there's been a few times in your career that you've taken some risk 
as well. And so, you know, sometimes as producers, other questions I get and, and, uh, thought processes that people have is, you know, well, I could go to this next level if I do this, but I'd really have to, to take on quite a bit of risk, whether it be debt or, you know, whatever type of risk it is to, uh, to make, make that next leap. Is there anything that you recommend there in managing that both from, um, a realistic standpoint, but also from the mental side of that, because sometimes when you take that risk, things aren't always going the way they should in the process of it. And you have to mentally manage that risk. Any advice there? Well, I think, I think, uh, risk and passion are, are, are so much related because you can look at achieving something but if you look at it as achieving it at just to achieve it, um, a lot of times you'll fail. Mm-hmm. But if you, but if you have the passion behind the risk, no matter what happens, you're going to work to make that situation. It may not be the best situation you ever did, but I will guarantee you it will be the best lesson in life because your whole heart will be into your passion to achieve whatever risk you are trying to overcome. And, and that's, and that's really truly how a lot of people really succeed fast is they do take risk and they understand that I could lose everything here, but I believe this Mm -hmm. and, and all the consultants in the world, may tell you, eh, I don't know if I would do that, but no one knows better the situation in, that you're in than you do. Right. So you have to, you have to follow your heart and, and use common sense along the way. Mm-hmm. So as we get towards wrapping up, I'd like to ask you one of these final questions here. And it, it revolves around just of producers again, but any, any advice that you give to young producers in general, as they grow, what general advice and and wrapping this up and, and some wisdom uh, would you give for them to stay focused on as they grow and and look at their business? I think the best advice I could give any young producer who is trying to achieve things in life is you have to learn patience. And, and I, I think about a situation just recently, I have a, had a young man that joined our, our uh, team and um, he wanted something quicker than, than, than it's available. And what I mean by that is you have to give yourself time to understand and learn the process and be patient to know that it takes time to achieve some of the things in life that you really are set out to do. It doesn't happen overnight. It, it, it takes days of sacrifice and discipline and love with life to make them happy, to, to make them happen. Awesome. That's great advice. I think the patience thing, I, I used to hear that from my dad that it brings that up as, you know, um, things just don't happen fast enough, uh, it feels like. But then when 
you get a little older and look back, it's like, well, that happened faster than I thought. <laughs> so it's a time perspective thing, isn't it? Yeah, everything happens for a reason, Chris. There's right. there's no question in my mind. Okay, so my final question is, as as we are recording this, we're coming off of COVID and 2020, you know, 2020, which has been a really challenging year for a lot of people. Um, almost everybody we work with has had, you know, not just one major challenge, but two or three challenges throughout the year. Uh, what final advice would you give for people as they look toward 2021 and try to understand why some things happened in 20 and, and maybe some things that we should be looking at as we, you know, not only go into the Christmas season, but go into a new year um, with respect to that. And that's going to be my final question. Uh, I think the word hope is, is what comes to mind for me. And, and, and the fact that, yes, we, we, this country, uh, and, and with the epidemic and, uh, everything that's gone on in this country this year, it has been challenging, but I will say at the same time, I think the country also has learned a lot and, and, and it was a time where maybe a lot of us have stepped back and put things in perspective and found out maybe what's really important in family life. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe we're spending more time with our, our immediate families because we were forced to, uh, that's kind of funny how that happened. And <laughs> I think, I, I think we need to embrace that and understand that that's the kind of things in life and some of the uh, problems that create opportunities for us to, to make some changes in our lives to maybe make life better. So I look at it as, as, as a, a time of, of growth and, and, uh, and discipline in ourselves, uh, to make the changes in life we make, what we need to make to make us happier and, and make us a better place to live. More great advice, uh, from Mark Schaefer. Uh, appreciate that last comment on the hope. I think as we go into 2021, uh, there's going to be a, there's, there's a lot of hope already there. And I think uh, a lot of follow through will occur. And Mark, you've got a huge amount of wisdom. Uh, we appreciate everything you've done to help us and our organization. And, um, we look forward to continuing to work with you and your family. You've got a great family and, and you've done a phenomenal job over your career. And we congratulate you on that and admire that and appreciate your, your advice and your help and, and your words of wisdom to everybody. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Chris. And I, uh, I want to just extend uh, to every one of the families out there listening to have a wonderful and joyous Christmas season. And uh, remember, uh, things are going to get a lot better. That's right. And it's uh, that time of season to be thankful. And we, uh, again, thank you, Mark. We appreciate everybody listening uh, to Dad's Wisdom, and we will catch you next time on the AgView Pitch. <laughs>